Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, what is the meaning of this proverb that you recite in the land of Israel? Fathers have eaten green grapes, thus their children's teeth are on edge. As I live, says the Lord God, I swear that there shall no longer be anyone among you who will repeat this proverb in Israel. For all lives are mine. The life of the Father is like the life of the Son. Both are mine. Only the one who sins shall die. If a man is virtuous, if he does what is right and just, if he does not eat on the mountains nor raise his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, if he does not defile his neighbor's wife nor have relations with a woman in her menstrual period, if he oppresses no one, gives back the pledge received for a debt, commits no robbery, if he gives food to the hungry and clothes the naked, if he does not lend at interest or exact usury, if he holds off from evil doing, judges fairly between a man and his opponent, if he lives by my statutes and is careful to observe my ordinances, that man is virtuous. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. But if he begets a son, who is a thief, a murderer, or lends at interest and exacts usury, this son certainly shall not live. Because he practiced all these abominations, he shall surely die. His death shall be his own fault. Therefore I will judge you, house of Israel, each one according to his ways, says the Lord. Turn and be converted from all your crimes, that they may be no cause of guilt for you, Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, says the Lord God. Return and live. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A clean heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, sinners shall return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Create a clean heart in me, O God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Children were brought to Jesus, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After he placed his hands on them, he went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we mentioned at the outset, friends, we offer the Mass for Nellie Gray today. On the 10th anniversary of her death, I knew her well. She was a friend, a colleague, a partner in the pro-life leadership in America. She founded the March for Life. It was the March for Life in 1976. It was only the third one that got me involved in the pro-life movement awakened me to the depth, the seriousness of this issue and the variety and commitment of the movement to stop the killing of children in the womb. Nellie embodied what this gospel passage proclaims to us all. Let the children come to me. Let them live. Let them be part of the community, the human community, and indeed the community of the church. Don't rebuke them. Don't send them away. Don't prevent them. There are so many ways we prevent them. And the most egregious of all is to deny that they are children in the first place. What a selfish and distorted way that is for any of us to avoid any responsibility to anyone. Just pretend that the person isn't a person to begin with. And this error has been used throughout human history to serve the selfish motives of convenience of entire groups of people. Just pretend they aren't there. Don't prevent them, Jesus says. We prevent them by saying, as the now overturned Roe v. Wade decision said, that the word person does not include the unborn. And on what basis do you make that sweeping and destructive assertion? The word person does not include the unborn. Yes, it does. And this is what Nellie committed her life to and what we likewise need to commit to, that among the persons God has created, that he loves, that he died for, and that we are to serve and honor and protect our children in the first nine months of their existence. Nellie was very, move, very moved to get involved in the pro-life movement. When she heard about Roe v. Wade, she was already an attorney. She was practicing, indeed, even at the Supreme Court, she also served in the military, and we thank her and we thank the Lord for her service. And she was very disturbed by abortion as it was legalized in America because she said, and this was the key idea for her behind her own pro-life commitment, that this taking of the lives of these children is the same evil against which we fought 
when we fought the Nazis who carried out the Holocaust. The deliberate killing of an innocent life must never be permitted by any government and there must be no exceptions and no compromise. That summarizes the heart and mind and conviction of Nellie Gray. She was involved in the service of our country in World War II as we were sending our soldiers over there to Europe to stop the advance of this godless anti-life regime of the Nazis. She said, now we're allowing the same thing in America. We can't do that. And she formulated, therefore, together with the, the board of the March for Life, which came together, they asked her to be involved. They were planning just one march. They didn't start from the beginning with a plan that this would go on for decades. But the strength of their conviction was such that they weren't going to back off once they started. So if one march wasn't enough to do it, if one march wasn't enough to turn our nation away from the Holocaust of abortion, they would continue. And they did. But she formulated, together with those initial organizers of the march, the life principles. And this is a set of principles very consistent with the teachings of the church that simply articulates that basic point. There is never a justification for taking an innocent human life and that you must treat all lives equally in all circumstances. Simple as that. And we have to continue to reaffirm those principles. Those principles were at the core of the educational efforts of the March for Life. The march itself was simply one aspect of it. Another aspect was sending people to lobby their members of Congress. And a third aspect was the educational effort throughout the year to help people understand and accept those life principles. The Lord God says in this first reading through the prophet Ezekiel, Return to me and live. Life ultimately is God. God is life. Turning to him gives us life. Being faithful to his commandments, including being faithful to those life principles, which are simply a, an articulation of the commandment, Thou shalt not kill, is what gives us life individually and as a community, as a nation, as a world, as a church. How do we have life? We follow the Lord. And so the Lord says, if you sin, you die. And each person is responsible for his own sin, responsible for his own virtue. That's why pro-life is a personal commitment. We can't say, oh, well, the court made abortion legal, so therefore I'm okay in doing it. No, you're not. Ezekiel said each person will live or die based on his or her virtue or sin. We can't blame the court. We can't blame the lawmakers. We can't blame anybody else. We are responsible for seeing the unborn as our brothers and sisters. We are responsible for understanding and carrying out the life principles that Nellie Gray did so much to trumpet across America and around the world. We are responsible for doing everything we can to prevent the killing of these children. Let the children come to me. You know, one of the many dimensions of how evil an abortion is, beyond the fact, of course, that it takes a life, 
is that it deprives that life of the possibility of doing what we're doing now. Hearing the word of the Lord, assenting to it, and worshiping the true God manifested in Jesus Christ. Becoming his disciples by baptism, receiving his body and blood in communion. What an evil it is to prevent a person from even having the possibility of doing that and living as a disciple of Christ. Let the children come to me, a key teaching of Jesus. Do not prevent them. Oh, Lord, give us once again that commitment to the gospel of life and help our people understand that this is not simply a political position, that this is rooted in the gospel and the faith and that there is no other path for a Christian. There is no other path for a believer in God. In fact, there is no other path for a human being who has a conscience than to say yes to life, to say we will value every life equally, we will protect everyone, and yes, indeed, we will welcome the children in the name of Jesus himself. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.